we're back. Hi. We are more than halfway through National Dairy Goat Awareness Week. Wow, already? Yep. Crazy. Yep. Just goes right by. Um, we I was I f- was listening to the podcast episodes and I was like, oh, I feel like I should like recap. We're sitting down to answer some goat questions from Instagram uh, and doing little mini podcast episodes for National Dairy Goat Awareness Week, which started Saturday and ends <coughs> this Saturday. So that's what we're doing today, and this is mini episode number five. No, I guess maybe it's... No, it's number five. Is it? So it's one, two, three, four, five. Yep, this one's going to be for Wednesday, and then I guess it ends Friday or Saturday. Um, So the question for today is organic versus conventional. Pros and cons, and uh, does it matter? Is that what the rest of the question was? Hang on, I gotta look. Please ignore the dog squeaking in the in the background. Organic versus conventional, pros and cons, and is it worth it? I guess we could start by talking about like we are a conventional dairy. Yeah, we're a conventional dairy. We did not certify organic when we started this whole thing, and my mom mm-hmm. likes to say we're an organic dairy, but we're not. And that's just I think her her misunderstanding of what organic is. Um, organic, like when it came down to it, like for me at least, just wasn't important enough to to go through the whole thing is like the long and short of it i guess yeah i was asked a lot by other farmers why don't you go organic there's a lot of money to be made mm-hmm. you know and like there's a market for it and honestly like i market my product as high as i think i can anymore i think i would be stealing from the people or something right this wouldn't feel okay with pricing it any higher than it is and if for some reason somehow organic grain distributor in this area came up with a grain that was comparable in price to what i've been paying for conventional then i would consider it but like still there's so much more to it than just feed. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like, what's the... I was just actually reviewing the organic dairy requirements for organic dairy certification. And it's, like, there's a lot to it. And it's kind of kind of a pain. And it's... For me, I remember one day looking at these back in like 2008, 2009, when we were starting to do this, because we got our dairy license in 2009. We really considered it. And we thought about it. And I remember looking into it and looking at all the regulations. And the thing that clinched it for me was the bedding thing. Because in the Northeast, we use like pine shavings typically for bedding. There's lots of trees up here. We have a big timber industry. Right. So a byproduct of a lot of the timber industry is shavings. Whether you get it like in big by the truckload or we get it like bagged 
and that's what the bedding is for the goats. And when I was reading about how the bedding was going to have to be certified organic, I was like, that's stupid. Yeah, trees are organic. Yeah. How are we going to certify organic, like, the main woods or whatever? So I had to buy organic straw and then chip it all for that, bedding. And that was another big thing for me was the, like, the availability of... Uh, yeah, that's, a, of that's feed. It. Yeah. Because and and like the environmental impact of that. If you're like if you think that you're talking about organic certification and you think that's going to be minimizing your farm's environmental impact, I would definitely say to take a good hard look at that because you're trucking everything in, man. Where are you going to be able to source your organic feed products from? Like for us, we were going to have to <laughs> Instead of getting our hay locally within 20 miles of the farm, we were going to have to truck it from Vermont. You know, it's like big trucks hauling huge amounts of hay and burning lots of burning fuel. fuel. And what's the carbon footprint of that? Grain, so, grain, organic. There is more organic grain growers yeah. up here in Maine since we started, but most of it's going to spirits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's ex- very expensive where a a dairy farmer could not afford the price. And like the 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 local mill or the localish mill up here in Vermont that does organic grains doesn't doesn't do organic grains in bulk, I believe, cuz I was I had uh I had I did actually do an organic run of grain once and it came from Canada. Wasn't that the GMO stuff? It was the GMO free. It wasn't yeah. even certified organic. And the price was good, but it like came from Canada way up north on this big used tractor trailer truck for everybody. And that wasn't when you found like a cigarette butt in the. Yeah. Okay. So, like, okay, it's organic. It's, I mean, it's GMO free, but hey, look, there's a cigarette butt in there. Uh, yeah, it was very old, probably seriously dated cigarette butt, but still, there's a cigarette butt in the grain. So, I mean, that kind of turned me off. Plus, it came; it was on a huge truck, so it was really hard for them to get down to me. So, you know, um, to deliver the grain for us, it was always like less of a, not really so much a cost analysis, like financial wise, like the organic or the GMO free grain while well, organic, we never even could get blown into our silo. No. So, but the GMO free grain costs probably what, like 20 or $50 more per ton, Yeah, which, you know, break that down. It's not that bad. And, but then you find a cigarette butt in it and it's coming from Canada. Like it was, it's a, it's never as straightforward as, like, oh, I'm going to certify organic and add 50% to a product because, price line because, because you've got other... the organic stamp. I just don't. And is it is it worth it? That's that's like a like a very personal decision. Is it worth it to me to get the the certified organic hay? shipped hundreds of miles and I don't know where it's been and it's dry burning all that oil and I don't know who cut it or should I just get it from the guy up the road who I know and has been cutting the the field yeah cutting those same fields for 
30 years and knows how to manage them and, you know, fertilizes them with the manure from his own cows. Like, I think that my, what I really believe with my farming is I want to keep my money as local as possible. And I, being a dairy, a goat dairy farmer, I spend a lot of money (laughs) and it all is spent in this County. So pretty close, pretty close. My grain comes from New Hampshire, which comes probably from grain all over the kind of blue seal. Blue seals pretty like new England. So, I mean, I would rather keep my money close. We're a local business. We would rather support local business. So if, If my hay guy, Aaron, was organic by chance, then I would be feeding organic hay. Mm -hmm. And if Blue Seal would deliver me organic grain with like a 20% increase in price, I would probably do it. But then it goes down to treatment. And that's where I'm really going to draw the line. There's so that's the part of the organic regulations I was just looking back over because then there's strict uh, use protocols about I mean there's there's pretty tight regulations on what you're supposed to administer for medications to food animals anyway even though a lot of times in particular with goats people are doing things that are not technically legal. Um, especially with antibiotic use and sharing prescription drugs and things like that. Um, But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. Um, There, you know, there's, there's rules about medication use in animals that are either themselves for human consumption or making a product that's for human consumption. And there's a mosquito in here. Um, And organic is even more restrictive than that. So that was another thing for us when we talked about organic certification is that like, especially in particular, the antibiotic use thing. So in the organic regulations, you can't use antibiotics um, at all. Right. So period. But at the same time, what I was just reading said that you can't withhold antibiotic use if it's going to save the life of the animal. So, I mean, there's like 8 million reasons why antibiotic use could save the life of an animal. And then there's another 8 million reasons why antibiotic use could not, I don't, it's not really like help the animal's quality of life. But like if an animal, for example, did you get it? Oh, this one's a wily one. Um... If an animal, for example, has mastitis, let's say. Now, yes, there is like a whole multitude of organic approved treatments that you can do and to that's try what I to do. I do I Yes. But in the event that there's a mastitis case that needs a intramammary infusion of antibiotics, we do we it. do it. And, and then if do you the do milk withholding and yep. make sure that it clears up and then they mm-hmm. go back into the rotation. Right. Which is an, which is I think perfectly fine. I'm not abusing the antibiotics. I'm not 
doing anything, I think, that hurts the animal at all. Mm-hmm. But as an organic farmer, you just infuse that cow or that goat. You now need to sell it. Mm-hmm. Or now you need to withhold the animal from your milking line. Make sure the days to slaughter are up on the antibiotics you use so mm-hmm. they're clear of the system and then you send the cow. Mm-hmm. So, so that could be a perfectly good freaking first time freshening animal. Mm-hmm. And so you've you just, put a lot of money and, and time and into already. Now it can't be organic. Yep. And I know I'm not, I don't talk to him much anymore, but I did used to do business with an organic cow farmer and I asked him that question because that was my oh, biggest yeah. My biggest concern about going organic is he was one of the ones that was trying to convince me. And I'm like, what do you do with your cows that get mastitis? And he's like, I do everything I can. And then if it doesn't turn around, I infuse them and I put them up for sale on Craigslist. You know, and if I can't sell them by the withholding date, then they go to the grinder. Mm-hmm. And like he all he always has to have an extra influx of cows because you got to think mm-hmm. a certain amount are going to catch that and, and then, that's a whole nother like you're <clears throat> then you're opening up yourself to exposure from things anyway like we have run like our herd has been largely closed for most of its existence the last live animal we brought into our herd was in 2016 and things leave this farm and they don't come back is basically our rule, whether it's someone buying breeding stock or whether they're going to freezer camp or whatever it is. And because the health of our animals is really important, <coughs> if you have a situation where you have to bring, keep bringing in replacement animals, replacement milkers, first of all, where are you going to get them that they're already certified organic yeah, and second certain. of all, like, how are you going to be certain that they're not bringing infectious disease into your herd? I think there's some sort of rule, too, that if you bring in a non-organic animal into a non-certified organic animal into mm-hmm. your organic herd, you can do that, but it takes some time. Yeah, there's, like, transition period. Yeah. Like, because if we decided right now we wanted to go organic, there's a long transition period where you have to do all the organic things, but you're not certified organic. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an organic expert at all. No, me neither. So I don't know. We do not, as far as like treatment of animals with like medications and deworming products and things such as that, we don't do things that we don't have to do. And I think that's kind of an industry wide thing, honestly. Like people aren't giving, generally aren't giving antibiotics like willy nilly. Uh, people generally aren't doing like dewormings willy nilly because it's it costs money to treat a whole large group of animals. And when you're running a business, why would you do that? Because you got to pay the bills. Yeah, I I always do would do organic methods, homeopathic methods with everything before I administer mm-hmm. antibiotics whether it's mastitis or you know crazy whatever f- whatever it is so i mean i take pride in that you know as a conventional farmer you know and i don't willy-nilly do anything that's 
Yeah. Not necessary when it comes to worming and animals. But in the event that in, animals yeah. need something to I don't hold back. To decrease the course of a disease process or save their life and keep them as a productive animal, then for us it's like we want to be able to do that. So, yeah, so I think ban- organic so is and you know all the things they get uh, the gamut if they they get what they need they get what they need if something needs to be done they get what they need um the um i think organic is probably one of the great marketing successes of our of our lifetime i can understand being organic for our vegetables like f- for real i understand that i've been organic farming for a long time but not <clears throat> Not when it pertains to g- dairy. Well, this. I don't know enough about plants. Uh, I don't to, know enough about plants either. To but even I know say. that I've gr- I've traditionally grown organically. Mm-hmm. Um, what in like our garden? Yeah. No, I mean that's a whole other. Right. But like, I'm just saying it's, that but I'm that's not. Like, I'm not trying to like poo poo. You know, if people want to be organic, you should go for it. And if you think you can yeah. weigh it out to make it work, then do it. I don't, I'm not saying it wasn't for us. It wasn't for us. Right. Yeah. And that's just, I, I know many organic farmers and they do great business. They have great businesses and they're very successful. And I've, you know, I just wasn't mm-hmm. for us. Yep. So. Yeah. I think that kind of covers the, the high points of that. Um. Yeah. So, Oh, did you have something else? I think it's important to be licensed. Oh yeah. Well, we talked about that in the other episode right. too. Though. Yeah. And you I thought your your point when I was listening to that episode again, I thought your point was excellent. So, good All job. Right, thanks. Um So that's going to do it for this mini episode. We're going to have a couple more coming your way. And thanks for listening and happy National Dairy Goat Awareness Week. And talk to you next time. Bye.